If you're a buyer or a seller, it's crucial to understand how the value of a home is determined. There are various factors that can influence the overall value of a property, and the accurate valuation of a home requires a certain level of expertise. That's where appraisers come into the picture. Appraisers are a vital key in the home buying and selling process. With market trends that have changed so drastically over the last year, there's a reoccurring question that many of us are asking. Why are homes becoming so expensive? My name is Gary Balanoff, your host for today's podcast, and we're getting ready to talk about the appraising process with an appraising expert herself. Today, Kelly Kellogg has been an appraiser in the Central Florida area for many, many years now. And you don't have to say how many, Kelly, but uh, we recognize your expertise at this. Uh, You have a website that's dedicated to explaining the appraisal process, but we wanted to go over a few things that uh, are timely now to be able to to speak to uh, potential buyers and the whole public about exactly what the appraisal means to the process in buying a home here in Central Florida. So welcome, Kelly. Thank you. How have the current market conditions affected valuing homes in Central Florida, considering that home prices have risen in some areas by 14% over the last year? Well, Gary, the market is has definitely been challenging lately for appraisers as well as sellers and realtors. And, um, you know, the appraisal valuation has been the same. We use the same methods that I've used. And I am not ashamed to say that I've been appraising for 27 years. <laughs> and um, anyway, so we've always incorporated similar um, valuation methods, keeping in mind that we are regulated, highly regulated by rules, okay, um, from Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA, VA, as well as USPAP. So we... Um, you know, we have to keep all of that in mind, and all those rules have been consistent throughout the whole time that I've been appraising. And so um, so the valuation methods are similar. The difference in this market is um, we have one rule that that plays seriously on this market, and that is bracketing. And bracketing is key to the appraisal process, and we bracket throughout everything in the appraisal report. And so essentially, I'll just cut to the chase on this. And that way, that would be helpful so that the appraisers don't miss any key sales that are going to be helpful to your sale transaction. Well, along those lines, the usual appraising standards call for the closest comparable properties to be used on any appraisal over the past six months. But if prices are jumping in some cases, 1% a month, and nothing is sold in that neighborhood because there just aren't very many homes for sale. How do you take that into account? Are there instances where that bracketing uh, could be adjusted a little bit if the last sale was five months ago and this house has more than the last sale price? Okay, so I think what you're asking is um, with the increase in the market, how do appraisers accommodate that increase with our valuation. Um, So basically um, we do a, we generate a market conditions in my office. We provide a market conditions report, Mm -hmm. which is specific 
to the subject property. So we don't look at the market in general, but appraisers, we are specific to the subject property. So what we do in our office is we provide a market um, conditions report and we take the subject property and we utilize comparable comparable properties to the subject and we stay within close proximity to the subject so we're coming up with a specific report that actually generate it's it's a tool that we use to generate a, what we call a market conditions adjustment so if the market is stable we don't apply it an adjustment for a stable market. But if the market's declining, we would apply a downward just adjustment to reflect the declining market. And if the market's appreciating, we apply an upward market conditions adjustment. So a market conditions adjustment essentially is it's an adjustment that compensates for the change in the market after that sale occurred. So the best way to explain it is by example, if I utilize a comparable sale that sold five months ago, and we can and we determine the market value based on dollar amount, not percentage, because the uh, the adjustments in our reports are dollar amount. So, if I determine if we determine from our market um, conditions report that the market for this particular neighborhood is going up two thousand dollars a month, mm -hmm. then if I use a sale that's five months old. I can apply to the difference of five months times $2,000 a month. I can apply a positive $10,000 adjustment to compensate for the change in the market. Sure a well-trained seasoned appraiser is able to utilize this and, and typically does this adjustment in right. a changing market. In light of that, one of the things that you mentioned was that the appraisal process has not really changed over the years. You, you have to make uh, comparable properties and the closest uh, comps to what is that particular subject property that's being purchased uh, is included. But one of the things that had changed back in uh, uh, the boom of 05, 06, uh, you had uh, banks that basically they ordered you to do an appraisal. And if you kept on good terms with that uh, with that bank, they would just keep hiring you over and over to do it. Uh, but in, in some ways, the, the federal government stepped in and said, wait a second now, there may be some things that led to the financial collapse. And it wasn't necessarily the appraiser's fault, but they felt like there were too many handshake deals. And so they said, no, let's change it. And we'll have an appraisal uh, management company run the whole thing, which means now you get your your unless it's a specific situation that's outside of that uh, most Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA, and so on, they, they order the appraisal through that management uh, company. How has that changed anything? Has that made any kind of difference? Because I, I have talked to some people who say appraisers are not getting any more money for what they're doing, but the appraisals, uh, the, the amount that's charged to the buyer has changed over the years, and they have to pay more because of this management company that takes some of the profits from them. How is that? Has, has the appraisal management company process changed the what you have to deal with? Well, okay, so an appraisal management company is basically a middleman, and that right. is how they eliminate direct contact between the lender and the appraiser. Right. Um, this way it keeps the lender from 
influencing or trying to influence the appraiser on a value, okay? Um, so they've eliminated that, which is a great thing, okay? As appraisers, we love that. But mo I, most appraisers, in fact, I don't know any appraisers that like management, appraisal <laughs> management companies, because you're right. Our number one thing is they do take a portion of our fee. Um, a lot of management companies will email a, a bunch of appraisers all at the same time, um, and they'll say, what's the fastest quick time and what's your rate? And so the appraiser who, and they'll get a hundred bids and they'll select the fastest turn time and the lowest bid. And we do not work with those type of management, appraisal management companies. So we're selective in our office because we could spend a lot of time. What we do when we get an order is we have to understand the scope of work. And so we need to know what's the purpose of the appraisal. We need to know, is it a refi? Is it conventional? Um, you know, is it litigation? Is it a relocate? There's all kinds of reasons people get appraisals. Is so we have to understand. Is it an estate sale or something like that, too? Or there are heirs involved in the process if it's an estate sale or something like that. Right. But so regarding the appraisal management company, those are for lenders. And so what they do is they ask the appraiser, they give us an address. Well, we have to look up the address because some houses are small and in close proximity. Other homes might be large or on acreage. Um, there might be some tremendous repair issues, you know, with the house. There's a lot of things about houses that we have to consider. So we have to take the time to look up the property and then provide a bid. And that takes time. So if you're being bombarded by appraisal management companies and you're constantly looking up properties and you're bidding against other appraisers, it doesn't make good business sense to get your work that way because you'll be spending your time doing constant research and not getting your job. And so we just do not, we've eliminated those type of appraisal management companies. Um, so the other thing that appraisal management companies do is they micromanage the appraisers. Well, we do not need to be micromanaged. We have deadlines and we have a very busy job and we, it's key that we get our jobs done on time. So the appraisal management companies will bombard you every single day, sometimes multiple times a day for status on the report. We just want to work with a professional company that will provide the details. They fair, pay a fair market rate. And, and, you know, that's a reasonable company that doesn't ask us to do a 10,000 square foot house in two days <laughs> on a lake. We get that kind of stuff too. So we don't, we just cannot work with that. But so for the most part, appraisal management companies are good because they do eliminate the contact between the loan officer and the appraiser. So that's one good thing about it. Um, and right now, um, there's a lot of business for appraisers through the appraisal management companies. Um, I just think that appraisers need to stand firm, stand their ground on the fees, which is what we do. They will still get the business. Um, so I feel like the fee is sort of something that's easy to 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 deal with on a, on behalf of an appraiser. Uh, so I mean, it's basically there. It's just like any other profession. There are good appraisal management companies, and there are ones that are just looking for the the low cost solution. If you if you want a quick hamburger, go to McDonald's. If right. You want quality steak. You might want to go to some place that has quality steak. Um, well, people ask realtors all the time, have we reached a bubble in the market? Uh, how can prices continue to rise so fast when salaries, frankly, have not over in Central Florida? So can you give more insight on this uh, reoccurring question from an appraiser perspective? 
looking forward, I know you can't predict the future, but I mean, is it likely that things will almost have to level off at some point? Well, Gary, that's a great question. Um, and, you know, this similar situation happened, as we know, over 10 years ago, 12 years ago, 13 years ago. Um, right now in our metropolitan Orlando market, we have a huge influx of people, buyers coming in from other states where the cost of living is higher. And they are moving to Florida because the cost of living is lower and they can have a provide a better quality lifestyle for their situations. So right now we have what is it a thousand people a day moving into central Florida that need a house or, or a home. Um, so. This is a good scenario. However, we had the same exact scenario before our crash over 10 years ago. And when that tapped out, you know, that faucet was great. And then all of a sudden it stopped. That's when Orlando crashed because that's what you're, the picture you just painted. You know, people couldn't afford to buy the houses, um, et cetera, et cetera. Then all of a sudden there was a lot. Anyway, I don't need to explain that, but, um, it, you know, I don't control the market. You know, we just we just appraise in it. And depending on what the variables are, we deal. We have to provide a fair market valuation. But um, it's you know, that's right. Right now you're asking how can people afford? Well, a lot of them can't. It's the people that are coming in from out of the air mark out of the areas. And people can't afford to buy as much of a house as they could before, so they need to lower their their expectations on affordability. Um, so I think that makes it a little bit more affordable. Yeah, it is what it is, is, is basically what we all need to, to be aware of. So whether it be appraisers or realtors or buyers or sellers or whatever. So, yeah, that's football. I think we have similar variables to the last crash right now. We're experiencing very similar with, you know, a couple of different thing, variables, but for the most part, it, it's, it's, it, it is a, um, you know, we have to be very cautious in this market because we don't really know what's going to happen, but it doesn't look good <laughs> if it's going to be, if it's similar to what we just experienced, it's, it doesn't seem like it's going to end well. <laughs> so. One one variable I might mention that, that we'll talk about in future podcasts is the, the lenders have, have tightened up a little bit. Uh, it used to be that they were, they were taking uh, houses that were 20% over appraised value and still giving people loans on them. So it didn't even matter what you said. You know, yes. You want that four, is a the four fifty house, that's okay. We'll give you a loan for it. And those are the people yes. who are being foreclosed in 07, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. I so, agree. Yeah. So that's one hundred percent. But then let's we can take that variable out of the equation right. and let's throw in the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a, is equally as, you know, as threatening as the other scenarios. So I feel like there's the balance. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Well, you know, one of the things that uh, is kind of on the outskirts here, and I hate to even mention it to you as a veteran appraiser, but what are your thoughts on drive-by appraisals and these automatic valuation techniques that are basically uh, companies are using as investors to be able to say, we'll pay cash for this, and we've already made an automatic valuation of this without even looking at it. I had a situation where somebody looked at the house. They said, well, we want to do an inspection. And their inspection, quote unquote, was walking around the outside of the house to make sure that the foundation was intact 
and that there was an air conditioning unit. And this was on a pretty expensive home. So they didn't really inspect it, and they made their cash offer based on something that was made up from a computer. So, you know, what, what's the future hold for this, and do you think there's, you know, this will tail off, or, or is this something that you worry about? You know, Gary, that's a great question, and we've been presented with that question since I've been appraising in 1993. I always heard, oh, the appraisal profession may not last because of these computer automated valuations. But guess what? I have eyes, I have ears, and this is job security right here. Um, why do I say this? Because um, one day I was driving in my car and I was listening to NPR radio and the vice president of Zillow, they were interviewing, and he stated that Zillow, which is an automated valuation system, it kind of gets you into the neighborhood or the vicinity of the values of that you know, subdivision or development or neighborhood, but it's not accurate. And he stated, hire a state-certified appraiser, residential appraiser, to get a most accurate valuation. Um, the other thing is public records. A lot of people, sellers and buyers and realtors, go by public records, um, published square footage of living area. But that is typically inaccurate. So appraisers have to measure the houses. We don't like measuring the houses, but it's part of our job. So um, we find a lot of discrepancies in the in the living area. So that's, that's something that's going to be precise. Um, the valuation methods cannot see the conditions of the homes, the renovations, or the needed repairs. Um, they also don't recognize whether or not the house backs up to a busy power line or a feeder road, or if it fronts a pond or a green belt area. So, um, so you know, I have good job security because of that. And those appraisals are not accurate. And you know the difference between a ditch and a full-blown ski lake, right? <laughs> exactly. You can see it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> no. So as a, as a final wrap-up, what, what do you see as the future of appraisal? Do you think there will be tweaks and changes along the way depending on market conditions, or do you think things will have to remain within the standards as they, as they sit now? I think that the valuations that we do are, are very good. Um, um, the appraisal profession is getting more and more regulated. That's the difference now. Um, and I don't mean regulated by, um, by the regulators who establish the rules. I'm talking about the appraisal board. Um, the appraisal board is a state regulation who actually, you know, comes in and starts and audits the appraisal reports. And they, and the rules in house have become more strict too. Um, we have to provide our calculations for our adjustments. We, they, they are, you know, we are more focused on creating actual market derived adjustments. Um, you know, a lot of appraisers are not doing specific market-derived adjustments. So I think more training in that area is necessary um, to help appraisers get on board with the market-derived versus, you know, just throwing in a number. Um, and that's good. So you're going to find the more seasoned, trained appraisers are doing the right calculations, and the lenders are requiring it more and more, which is great um, on their reviews. So um, the appraisal profession is in high demand. We don't have that many appraised people coming into the profession because um, it's not an easy 
position. Um, the training, the state says it takes two years to become state certified, but it actually takes about four to five years to really understand and know how to appraise. Um, in this profession. There's a lot to learn. So um, we have a, not very many people getting into the profession because the state has, you know, made the requirements a lot more strict and difficult to get in. Um, the testing's not easy, um, but the state's trying to lighten those regulations. Um, so right now, we have a huge demand for appraisers. So um, anyone with a real estate background would do very well as, as an appraiser. Excellent. Makes sense. Well, thank you so much, Kelly, for, for your insights from an appraiser's perspective and, and uh, what it adds to the, the entire house purchase process. And we appreciate you being with us and continued success. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much, Gary. I appreciate the, um, being on your podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. It's no secret that inventory has continued to decline and prices have continued to rise in the Orlando market. The most recent market report reflects that the median price of an Orlando home sold last month was $295,000, an increase of 11.9% compared to the same month last year. To put that into context, the number of homes sold last month experienced an increase of almost 41%. A total of 4,081 homes were sold, compared to 2,393 in 2020. More homes sold means fewer homes available in the market, essentially driving up prices by the nature of supply and demand. With a 65% decrease of homes available on the market, compared to just last year, it's inevitable to wonder when home prices and their increases will come to a halt. To all the potential home buyers tuning in today, continue to stay tuned as we dive into the process of valuing homes.